Well, thanks, guys, for starting a little early. Alex, do you, were you able to finish the book? I'm a little short. Okay. Like 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 two or three hundred pages. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I tried my hardest in this last ten minutes, but I just didn't wow. make it. <laughs> you know, Michael, just Michael, like, I feel like your eyes are clenching during that. <laughs> like, that's uh, that's winning time, Alex. I feel like you should have been able to. <laughs> I did it as quickly as I possibly could. Um, yeah. You know, as much time as we had, it's sort of like nature pours a vacuum where everything's going to take as long as you get. Yeah, yeah. If I had started that first day when I was like, let's give, my, give ourselves several weeks, I would have been done by now. But instead, I started on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. That's impossible. I know. <laughs> I know. And I do apologize. I tried really hard. Yeah, just late. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't try it early. <laughs> I tried really hard this week. <laughs> I guess I didn't try that hard, but I did still feel oppressed by it, if that helps. Amanda Leinbaum, we made you read, read The Chosen by Ricardo Pinto. What? A book re-read? About read, read. Like, no, no. Oh. What? No, we made you read, I read. like a book. Yeah, oh. we, yeah, we made you I read, exactly. Oh, with your we eyes. We made you read, read The Chosen by Ricardo Pinto, a book about brutality towards the lower class, and also about how much fun it is to wear body paint. Uh... <laughs> As you know, we start and end every show by saying at least one nice thing about the topic. We call it a compliment sandwich. You have to start us off. What is your major compliment for The Chosen? Uh, so since nothing happens until three quarters of the way through the book. That's mm. what I've um, heard. <laughs> <laughs> Alex got approximately read, three quarters of the way I read way three quarters the of the book. <laughs> it's problematic. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hate the rest you. of us read it. No, what's up? What's up? Uh, so what does happen three quarters of the way through the book is that, uh, there is a library, uh, for, I don't know, I didn't pay attention to the details, but for people who can't see. Yeah, or don't want to. It's, or don't want to, that's true. (laughs) Is this an ear library? (laughs) No, it's, it's a, it's, it's like Braille. They they walk into audible.com. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like strings of beads that you can read and they stand for both sounds and entire words and i thought that was cool yeah yeah that is cool that library was really cool i'd i'd like to be able to read in the dark and that's an interesting new way to do it one of the things when you're constantly as a punishment blinding people or taking away their hearing is that you have to give some you have some other options for communicating so they also do a lot of sign language which i think is cool passive sign language Mm. or like i don't know if passive is the right word but like not the only language sign language like they sign to each other this is my compliments we're just gonna slide into it that they just uh in the middle of conversation they'll slide into sign language and then back into talking in their top uh high people race and the uh, language and then they talk into in gutter language and i really enjoy this like having multiple languages to communicate in yeah yeah it'd be nice if they had something to say but yeah no it's 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 a secondary concern, but the first one <laughs> is being able to say it without the person near you understanding, regardless of what language they speak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should. I always wanted to learn sign language so I could, like, talk in class mm. as a kid without, like, disrupt. <laughs> Although it would be very, like, in hindsight, be very disruptive because it's an em- it's a yeah, emotive somebody has language. to look at you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very expressive. <laughs> You're just always doing that? Doing all these motion. gestures and faces. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm getting away with it. They, they're they're not catching up. They don't suspect a thing. Yeah, the other person would just need to learn the sign for you're not getting away with it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be the main thing. Uh, as why don't you go third? What's your major compliment? So you can dismiss this if it doesn't count. But okay, um, I'm prepared. So they're ready. So th- this was a tough thing to find, right? So we found the we found uh, we could get a a text version of it 
um, but we couldn't find an audiobook version of it, which is terrible, it uh, turns out. Um, but there is a great app called Speaky um, that you can get on your phone, um, mm. and it will import any text file um, mm-hmm. and read it to you at a really fast clip if you wanted to, which is, which is just great for me. <laughs> Um, I as is that how you quote unquote read this book? Uh, most of it, yes. So, oh man, I was definitely excited to ask you how did you find a way to cheat at this one, and then I decided <laughs> I decided I probably shouldn't since I technically failed at it. Yeah, right, but then right. you volunteered it very quickly. The best thing about this, you can pick your accent also. So, like sometimes you want to be like so you can have Australian, uh, UK, uh, Irish, um, or uh, US or South African. So, I really enjoy the oh, idea nice. of this being an Australian voice. <laughs> yeah, it was. Kind of, I mean, we don't have enough. Like outside of Mad Max, we don't really have enough Australian fantasies, do we? So, like, just like messed up Australian world. We don't. And mm. also, just having an Australian read something to you makes it sound uh, just always a little bit less delicate. Yeah. Right? Although I would have loved uh, an Irish accent on this. You know, the oh, Irish yeah. language is uh, the accent is so musical, talking about the the torture and the crucifixion and the blinding and the whipping <laughs> and the lashing. Yeah, you know? it would make you feel a little better about it. It did. It, it classed up the joint right up. Uh, so those <laughs> those speaking text programs are usually not. Oh, by the way, I'm definitely not counting this compliment. But anyway, those speaking <laughs> speaking programs do not usually do a great job of reading. Like, how was it? Were the words good? Did it so sound they, like they real did words? Good with I mean. It, I, I would say, I'll say, I don't think the program was the limiting factor in my enjoyment of the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, as our bylaws have said, stated forever, but we've recently started to crack down on, and this is from the law that must be obeyed. Yeah. <laughs> you have to say a compliment that is actually about the thing we're talking about, not a separate app you found that has nothing to do with it. Okay, so so I, I got you. So as as was uh, said, they they are a little uh, blind, blind crazy, blind happy in this uh, world. So they just they you know yeah. when in doubt, blind them out. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah. blind and, is a verb. They're very into that. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 the thing that I like about this is this is book one. I imagine book two, we're just gonna have a lot of daredevils running around because that's what happens when oh. like someone is blinded at like a unnaturally like you know at a problematic age and like if they're if they're like righteous yeah. basically. So, so uh, all of them are gonna become lawyers for poor people. Yeah, and 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 daredevils, <laughs> they're all gonna get their own Netflix series. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice. It does feel like Marvel will stop at nothing to make everything a Marvel series. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you think that means that more things will happen in the second book? We oh. for sure apparently more things do happen in the second book, which we'll talk about in a bit. I got a lot of info I, from I our sponsor. I don't believe it. No, I <laughs> I have a lot of info from our sponsor about cuz he he started to sense that we were not going to like this as much as he does. <laughs> and so he started, he sent me some he, long explanations for why he likes oh. it. And Oh, this was a treat. This, this was, was supposed, supposed to be a treat. To be kind of a treat. So we'll Oh no. What? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll explain that more later, but first uh, Chris bring us home with your major compliment. Oh yeah. Uh so uh this book was 1387 screens on my iPhone. <laughs> uh-huh. And this sounds like an Ezra compliment, but what I just mean to say it's a, it's it seems like a very long book, yeah. especially when there's so much torture and brutality uh and really just like and walking, this character reacting. Yeah, walking and a lot of and sailing <laughs> Sailing and people just getting cut and then wounds festering. It was not a fun, a lot of it wasn't festering. A fun that's time. true. Yeah, so much. So when the when the sexy part came, 
That was so much more fun. Even uh, though it wasn't a great sex scene, even though it wasn't like, you know, there's so many things you like that you had you gave yourself it. some delayed sexual gratification. Can, can what? You, no. It, no, I didn't mean so it like wait, that. So is this, Ew, is this your kink? Now, Chris of like <laughs> no. pages of like of boats and like walking and then No. It was just a goddamn relief that something that <laughs> somebody funny. was I'm enjoying need, themselves. I need your wound to fester for a couple hours before I can get hard. <laughs> no, that a character was enjoying themselves <laughs> yeah. or two characters were actually having they fun. They did seem to have a good time. Also, they ate some fruit beforehand and that seemed like good fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, they're so, famous like, for their orchards. You know, if you're gonna have some some so much bad, you know, it's good to at least like counterbalance it with a little bit of good, so that way the bad gets put in context. Because I just thought this world was nothing but a slog, man. No, yeah, it turns sexy. out it is a sexy slog. Yeah, now it was a sexy slog. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm sorry that the uh, festering wound get hard was a little too graphic. I feel like that riff got away from me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was just, it's following the logic of what we'd established. I mean, it was one of the things you could have called out. I'm, I, I can't blame you because I'm sure I've done that before and we'll do it again. So yeah. try to move past it. But you will have to be blinded. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's only fair. <laughs> yeah, you've seen the face of my kink. You must yeah. be blinded. <laughs> the face of your king is pretty sexy name, Chris. I don't do much talking. Let the money do it for me. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and TV mostly. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Oh, no. You've seen my face. Everyone die. (laughs) Yeah, your face must be either really great or really terrible. Turns out it's just really pale. That's that's all. But, like, awesomely pale? Eh... (laughs) That is just such sure. a dangerous. I mean, I don't like. You, you got to feel bad for him for uh, for a little carnation because they <laughs> carnation some breakfast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, you got to feel bad for him because it really is easy for people to see your face. It happens all the time. Yeah, and to have to yeah. destroy everybody who sees your face, it's a real bummer. It's it's yeah. As feels, we should just get him an Iron Man suit. To be like like a suit that'd be cool to hang out in, and that you can't see your face in. Oh yeah, because that's sort of the thing is that he has to be in a permanent something. And so, yeah. if it was an Iron Man suit, that'd be way more fun than just like mummy bandages and a golden <laughs> metal mask. I can see why they didn't launch <laughs> Mummy Bandage Man. <laughs> also joining us this week on our third mic, he's in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Alex, do you want to like touch like the the bumps on my back and like tell me about my taint? Oh, so for okay. people who haven't read this book, we've seen the face of Ezra's kink. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, so so so, so listeners at home, um, uh, this world is all about uh, how pure your blood is, and your blood taint is like how unpure it is. And there's like right. a bunch of like like zeros and like numbers that are like sort of like, yeah. How many decimal places? And, yeah. uh, is your taint? Because if it's like point zero zero zero, you're like a three zero. Oh man, you're pretty pure. I'm yeah. not you laughing know? that you said taint. I'm laughing that when you said taint, it made Ezra laugh, even though he started this. <laughs> well, obviously, I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, this this world is I would one would argue taint obsessed. <laughs> a, a little focused on the taint. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. And it is, yeah, you got a little braille on your back that tells you about your taint. 
it's nice to just know your taint story, where it's been, what it's gotten up to. <laughs> so you know how dogs sniff each other's butts to get to know oh, each other? Yeah. In this stories. world, they strip shirtless and then uh, caress each other's backs to learn about each other. This, is, this episode is going to combine two of our favorite things, which is describing something brutal we had to suffer through, and Ezra making taint jokes. <laughs> This is the niche. This is the center of the Venn diagram. We, we found live it. In. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this week, you guys, we have a very special guest from Skeptic.org. It's Amanda Weinbaum. Yeah. I'm just so glad that I got to read another book about torture with you guys. Oh no, um, I Amanda. Think, I think Amanda will run out of them sooner or later. I'm almost positive. <laughs> so uh, you were specifically requested by our sponsor because of your, I guess, hardiness is what I would describe <laughs> it as. Your like mental strength I'm to get through this. Not enjoying this reputation. Oh, no. You've done this was how you've done too well at, at surviving it's, this. It's all of your constitution saving throws that you've been you've succeeded on. I think this exactly. Is- <laughs> You were thought of as that is where I put all my points. It's true. <laughs> as having a strong uh, constitution, I'm just a tank. <laughs> Soak up that damage. I love it. Uh, mm. All right, we'll talk. I'll talk more about the sponsor in just one second. But first, this is episode number three hundred and forty. Wow, we've now done as many episodes as the number of days that astronaut Scott Kelly stayed in the International Space Station. Way to go, Scott! If you're out there, cool. Still. He- <laughs> is, I mean, he's back on Earth now, but he, he's out there somewhere. You said oh, that, right. like, he might be dead. He's fine. Well, no one can really know, you know? Like, maybe left I love that he has a twin <laughs> brother. Space station. <laughs> yeah. I love that he has a twin brother. Yes. What? And that, that they do. He's specifically Earthbound, so they can compare the effects of space yes, this versus... Yes, this is a long experience. Yeah. So this is a record, twice as long as the usual stay in the space station. Um, yeah. And a total accumulated of 382 days in space for Scott Kelly. But his twin brother is a retired astronaut, stayed on Earth and hung out and like played video games and ate chips or whatever you do at NASA headquarters. And they studied the two different bodies to see He's how the real hero. it affected them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Kelly brothers are also the only siblings to have ever, ever traveled in space. Mm. Well, we sure learned a lot about siblings in this book. He is also... Uh, did we? It, yep. With a Y. Three you quarters of us did. That part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is that who he sleeps with? Nope. Nope. Oh. Okay, well, that's good. That's a relief, at least. Well, um, no, no. Anyway, uh, so now Scott Kelly's retired, and I assume just listening to podcasts. So thanks for being with us, Scott, and uh, keep up the good work. Way to, and way to quit while you're on top. It's hard to do. It's just basically you and Seinfeld who have done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, and, and don't Jay Z this. Don't come back. Don't Michael Jordan and go. Do something else now. Just wait, be, wait. be retired. But Michael Jordan came back and then won three more championships. Did he? I yeah. just remember him being bad with the Wizards. No, no. Well, uh, first he quit for baseball. Then he came back, won three more championships, and then he stayed around too long after after that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did on the three championships. <laughs> yeah. Also, apparently he was better at baseball than I remember. There's a great 30 for 30 about this. Oh, surprisingly um, good? Yeah, he was surprisingly decent. And then he like he probably would have been good if he'd stuck to it. But then he anyway, he had to leave for personal reasons. I don't think anyone cares about this. Speaking of long <laughs> travels, this week we're talking about the 1999 brutal fantasy, The Chosen, uh, as usual, a 700-page uh, debut, part of many thousand-page trilogies. This is um, book one of the Stone Dance of the Chameleon trilogy. You guys are all familiar with the Stone Dance of the Chameleon trilogy. Coming soon to HBO. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, who no, isn't? I, I saw that uh, PBS Masterworks episode where, you know, there's just dancing chameleons and they... <laughs> You know. I would enjoy watching a chameleon dance. That sounds fun. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it would be One like... The dancing... Yeah, they're pretty cute. Oh, okay. So a video where a, a chameleon is dancing around and he just dances in the style that is mimicking whoever he's near. Oh, that's cool. Oh, like, yeah. So like, you could like the evolution of dance person next to a chameleon. Yeah. And the chameleon's always <laughs> figuring it out exactly what he's doing. Yeah. So this is sponsored by Sam from Anchorage. Uh, thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, and Sam. So what Sam was was getting at here is that we've read a lot of this horror fantasy stuff, like Daughter of the Blood, and he wanted to show oh. us that... Yeah, I know. Um, I feel like wanted to show us is like just... It's like it's such a dangerous the, start to a sentence. Yeah. I never but want anyone wanted, to show me anything now. He wanted to show us that there could be a better <laughs> written book that is still a fantasy about killing people of the lower caste for no reason. Well... Mm. And I would say... Please stop trying, people. <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly, I think this is better written than Daughter of the Blood or other horror fantasies we've read. I do think that is clear. Hmm. My narrator had a tough time getting that emotion out of it. I don't know. So, okay, Chris, but are you saying it's actually actively worse or it's just so similar that you don't differentiate? Well, I guess maybe it's better written than Daughter of the Blood, but it wasn't great yes i think those are separate things i think you have to first say but it is better written than daughter of the blood not that the writing didn't elevate the material let's let's i feel like this is the the tolkien of horror fantasy and i don't mean that as a compliment (laughs) (laughs) suck it tom bombadil (laughs) (laughs) exactly bombadil having this suck it of all the people in tolkien he's a pointless (laughs) he's a pointless near infinitely powerful godlike character that runs around wearing yellow and singing songs and does nothing of importance (laughs) it washes me out i don't have the complexion to wear yellow (laughs) anyway uh so sam is going to be a little bummed to hear that we didn't like it as i mentioned Um, (laughs) maybe not surprised sam if you're a big fan of tom bombadil i get it (laughs) uh so tom uh, Sam, sorry, Sam. Not Sam. Sam Bombadil. Tom Bombadil, our sponsor, <laughs> is now hurt. No refunds, Tom. Sam. Uh, Sam unironically really likes this book, and he did ask cool. that in the event that none of us do, can we at least understand why he does? And it sounds like so nope. far no. So let well, me give you a little I, bit nope. more. I help. can understand. I can understand that it would, it would probably feel good to like something that 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 I had found that other people didn't know about. <laughs> likes it because it's a secret <laughs> yeah i like secrets no so, why, why don't you tell us alex why tom how likes about it? we do this actually let's let's do the summary let's get through our hates and then yeah. we'll have okay. sam give us a refresher in the middle oh, that's of good. why he thinks this okay is good, yeah 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 good let's topic. do it mm. so uh uh if if you want to sponsor a topic go to read-sweep.com sign up on our mailing list and you can want to show us and then we can disappoint you and that is the <laughs> traditional way that sponsorships go uh if, but you know it's like when someone holds out a tupperware and says smell this <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> the best it can be is neutral yeah right yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, smell this sour cream it's a little old yeah. what <laughs> it was regular cream to begin with guys also i'm looking up chameleons chameleons are incredible we should, I know. Yeah, I can look their own eyes. Yeah, like I have like a, a, a chameleon tongue like gif that's going on. That's pretty dang cool. It's um, not the way I expected. <laughs> I, oh man, I would recommend you all search for chameleon dance right now and enjoy this chameleon oh. dancing to Johnny Cash's "Get Rhythm." What? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's more like stutter walking across a long street, but it, it does kind of look like dancing. Uh huh. Anyway, good times. Okay. Good oh, time, yeah, dude. Man. I'm down. Okay. Yeah, he's getting it. He's getting into it. All right. Um, 
ever wanted to hear us watch YouTube videos? Probably not. <laughs> so, Chris, I would, you're a resident summarizer, freakish freak all sure. tones, all that. I would like you to summarize yep. this in the style and all that of a master. Regardless of the time in the universe, it is always better to be upper class. So just go with being a master. Uh, wrap it up. Paint yourself. Mask. Uh, smoking weeds in your nose. Um, yep. It's time for mummies. I mean, masters. Let's do this. Uh, like, you've been cleaned invasively in a, in a large underground bath at some point. Yeah. And I'm wearing very tippy shoes. Yeah, your shoes are tippy, I guess. I, I thought they were like, I assume these were like stilts, maybe? Yeah. And, and at some understand point, it seemed like stilts. But yeah, but maybe. Or at least heels. Make yourself real big, yeah. like. <laughs> okay. Make yourself big and cool. <laughs> All right. Here we go. The Chosen by Ricardo Pinto. Like the bean. <laughs> it is. I, Ricardo, I thought that would get at least one of you. <laughs> yeah, I thought that'd get at least one of you. Uh, so it, it, this book takes place in olden times, mm. and by that I mean it's the Bronze Age. But there are maybe also dinosaurs. Yep. And one, uh, the, he's, one of the articles I read about it said that it was set in the uh, Cretaceous period in Antarctica, and I don't think that's true. Hmm. Yeah, I can see kind of why you were thinking that, but also why that's not true. Yeah, we're, I was, I was, I was expecting dinosaurs, and I don't know if I saw any. So, did I miss them or what? Mm. Well, Sam actually apologized because uh, of realizing that we chose this mostly about the dinosaurs, and there's not a lot of dinosaurs in it. Um, yeah, there's a little. There's apparently there's a lot more dinosaurs in the second book. <sighs> okay. So if, well, you're, if you're thinking that, about reading the sequel, it's got more dinosaurs, but on the downside, a lot more people are eaten alive by maggots. Well, huh. all right. Well, let's get into this first That's book. That's not how and maggots least... work. <laughs> In the third yeah. book, incidentally, the dinosaurs are armed with flamethrowers, and almost no people get eaten alive by maggots. So maybe that's where we want to live. Oh, okay. Yes. I'll cool. Chris, tell us about this first book. Yeah. So the first book, The Chosen, uh, it centers around uh, Carnelian uh, Sooth, and and they call him Carney. He's a prince. He's upper class. He is a young master, one of the chosen. They call um, him which means. Asada. Uh, Carne asada great with the pinto bean. Also, yeah. <laughs> in my world, he was a secret dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you could have pinto bean chili cone carne. Yeah, we could. So, uh, Carney has god blood in him, apparently, and and it's mm. pretty pure. And they actually calculate this down to several decimal places. They calculate what the, what's called his blood taint that we already talked about, mm. and his his has three zeros. Uh, only like the god emperor has four, so it's pretty pretty darn good and he is he's the heir to his house and the house soothe his his dad uh papa soothe is the master of their house and they live out kind of on an island somewhere or, or out far away from the rest of this broader civilization but it's well known the masters are the godlike revered people who rule and then everybody else below them are kind of slaves of one order or another pause, and they're pause pretty harsh Chris. I was picturing yeah. kind of like like a People magazine, uh, like featuring the Masters, where it's like Masters, they're nothing like us. And just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Masters are actually physically bigger too. They're like three times as big as like a normal person or whatever. It's right? it's crazy. That made yeah. it, that was hard to yeah. And the more pure you are, the bigger you are. So it's it's pretty cool like that. Secret dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just easy to tell at a long, you know, far off. Like, hey, is there a master in that crowd? Well, just look up. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they were trying, for a while they were on that long walk and they were trying to pretend not to be masters, so they had to hunch down. Like, uh, sit, they'd ride real low on that? their dinosaurs. What were they riding on? Man, I did uh, not they, get they, that. They were, yeah, they were sort of riding, uh, like, the birds from the ga- video game Joust, I'm pretty oh, sure. Man. <laughs> it was I a walking was like, creature, Chris. 
Yeah, well, the, the birds in the game jaws pretty much just run real fast. And they, you can slow flap the wings. They creatures. were riding chocobos? Yeah, oh, chocobos. Yes, chocobos, <laughs> for sure. So, <laughs> so anyway, the whole deal is they live out, because uh, uh, the Sooth family, they're in exile from the larger uh, civilization due to some political conflicts that are kind of vague, and we're not really sure what's going on. But three other masters arrive by boat. And, you know, this is the way so many stories begin, that, you know, some strangers arrive, and they tell Papa Sooth, you got to come back. We're electing a new god emperor. And you're the person, you have this title of he who goes before, and you actually need to be the one to direct this election and, and to kind of help guide and, and consolidate some power so that uh, the election can happen uh, in the right way. Because right now it's a dead heat, there's a lot of chaos, and, and only, only Papa Sue's so can, can Papa come back Sue's and make it right. So basically Papa is Secretary of State for these people. Sort of, Secretary of State and like the chair of the political party, right. and uh, you know also like chair of the election commission, all right. in one. Yeah, so they need him. And so they go, and, and so uh, Carney has to say goodbye to a lot of his friends. He takes his little brother with him. He takes a few other people with him. Uh, leave but the they, rest to starve. <laughs> yeah, but these masters, by the way, it's, it's established very early on that Papa Sooth, he's kind of a nice master. He doesn't really do a lot of the brutal physical punishment of his slaves. But these other masters that come in, oh, man, it. they love to whip and kill all their people. And it's just like they, they, they do a lot of the torturing. And like slave life is pretty expendable to them uh so they get on this boat and it's super brutal it's, the conditions are rough the seas are rough uh a lot of people are in really bad state some people just get flung overboard because like oh you've been vomiting for a couple days because of seasickness well can't have that so we'll just toss you over it's the side how, like when somebody is rich and they're like oh we just never think about money like yeah that means you have a lot of it yeah it's yeah. that way it's like well we don't even think about the lives of these people yeah it's, yeah it's kind of like i don't want to do my dishes i'll just buy new dishes yeah. yeah. Well, these masters are real touchy about being seen and, and almost kind of shy. Um, so masters of <laughs> other houses aren't allowed to be seen without their masks by lower people. Uh, so by anybody else besides masters. So like you can see your own master, but you, if you see anybody else's master without their mask, you are going to be blinded, if not killed right. as a punishment. Right. And, and uh, the law is very clear that you definitely possibly blinded, maimed. could yeah. be killed, could be maimed up to the person. Yeah, it's it's up to that master. Dealer's and choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this dealer is a piece of shit. Yeah, these are yeah. not great. Oh dealers. man. Yeah. So uh, they get off the boat, and then they have to go on this long road, and the road's really hard. And they kind of go a, a roundabout way because they have to, like, you know, the city that they're going to is sort of inland, so they have to, you know, yeah, land, and, and then and there's this weird. There's a lot of politics going on, and it's super just yeah. real clunky, difficult politics. And so they're hiding and, from somebody who might be trying to assassinate them, but that person might know they're on this road, so they're going on the other road. But then they yeah, also sort know of that they're on either road, and so there's definitely people trying to kill them the whole time, but not in like an yeah. Well, way. actually, and Carney's dad gets gets slashed by an assassin. Oh yeah, you know, super, super stabbing. Yeah, yeah, and so now Carney's like worried about his dad, you know, who's like bleeding out and stuff, and they gotta they gotta take him to the healers and and all that. Um, and and actually, so one of the other masters, Jasper, who's a real piece of shit, by the way. Is there anyone um, here who's not a piece of shit? Because it feels like uh, pretty well, much everyone's a piece of shit. is not supposed to be a piece of shit. He's well, and Carne Asada is an innocent. He grew up out in the gentle outside without all the harsh rules. So anytime anything happens that's like, hey, kid, this is the way the world works, he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just spit takes all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody gets gets stabbed and thrown overboard, and he does a spit take. That's the whole, yeah, whole yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's sort of like how, like, you know, maybe at home you can be more casual with your parents, but now you're at a business meeting and he oh. does not understand. Oh, yeah. He just you're, is constantly like meeting and the, and the boss just stabbed somebody and you got to play it cool. <laughs> yeah. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, dad, they finally get there, but uh, Carney's little brother got tricked into accidentally seeing Jasper's face. And so uh, Carney has well, to trade okay. his loyalty and his votes over to Jasper in exchange for his brother being able to keep his eyes. Okay. What? But also his brother is of a different taint. So his yeah, brother is like not half. really a full He's person. like half. Yeah. But all of this is just to serve uh, a contested convention. Yeah. So all, yeah. Like, all of this is like stabbing and blinding is all like delegate wrangling and backroom deals of votes. Yeah, it is a lot like delegate <laughs> wrangling, frankly. It's, like, but it's convoluted. It's not like well, how can I mean, we get, are we supposed to be super excited by how this delegate wrangling is going for the empire, the emperor twins? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the driving force to all this. We're supposed to be super curious as to how this election turns out. Well, the way this election works it? is you pick, you vote for one twin, and then the other one gets killed, and his blood will will like paint the crown of the twin who wins, and then that twin, yeah, due to medicine and magic, will be doubled and will become a Siamese twin of themselves, and then wear a mask yes, for the rest okay, of so their it's lives. Very high stakes for the people running for God Emperor. Yes. But, the other, but us, I just don't know if I care that much. So Which, we, yeah. just, we should have established the stakes for you personally, Alex. It's kind of like, like, it's yeah, like, Alex, it's, it's like, this is, and you win nationals. It's kind of like, what it's not like the electorate's going around like, who have you blinded for me lately? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, as like a thing to follow, as a thing to get into, we've not met these two characters, and the stakes yeah. of them being elected are pretty vague. And so to have yeah. this whole thing be about wrangling for a convention that I'm not even like I'm not even sure I'm registered in the God yeah, Emperor it's, party. It's real, real weird. But so they they finally get back. It turns out that the Sooth family is like super old money, and they have really posh digs. And his dad's like, I gotta go heal from this uh, from this cut that I'm bleeding out from. You stay there and and keep the house in order, and like you, you know, get to know people. Figure out the social norms of the yeah. house that you're in charge yeah. of. Yeah, uh, doesn't do a great job at it, I would nope. say. Yeah. And also after a day, he's like, I don't like doing what I'm told. I'm going to go see my dad. And so he goes up to like this like temple and stuff like that. And, and essentially his dad's like, oh, good to see you, son. But also you're not allowed to be here wait, during wait, this wait, time. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. First what? he has to go see Jasper. Oh, yeah. Because Jasper's like, got some crucifying to do. Well, Jasper's dad died. And Jasper just inherited a lot of power. Probably because Jasper j- killed his dad. Yeah, probably. Jasper probably did. because Jasper killed his dad. But he's pretending <laughs> that it could have been a member of the ha- household. So he's just crucifying most of the household one at a time. The voice of Jasper's conscience, played by Ezra Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jasper's Jasper also Jasper's just a piece of shit again. <laughs> he's a piece of shit. But he's like, well, I gotta go to uh, Forbidden Island where your dad is anyway. Why don't you pretend to be like one of my distant relatives who's also chosen who's like lower down and uh you know you can kind of come with and uh and tag along to be like part of my morning party or whatever and so carney's like yeah i'll get to go see my dad the turtle of my entourage yeah (laughs) i I guess you're here this crucifying (laughs) well no i said there there was a ton of crucifying i mean there's a ton of there's a guys up until this point we are probably 500 pages into this book in, in the point of the summary, pretty much all there is has been brutality and Carney yet to anyone. Yeah, reacting to the brutality and going, wow, that really sucks. Well, just wait. <laughs> We're inventing a new way to hurt people. <laughs> it's real, real weird. Yeah. 
the group. Yeah, um, I only mentioned because it's really elaborate and goes on for a very long time. And it's like yeah. elaborate bl- uh, bronze blood runnels. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just wanted to be able to say blood runnels. I, I'm not sure I wanted to say that. I would have loved to have said something that's a better <laughs> word. What's a blood runnel? <laughs> so since he's there, Carney helps Papa Sooth uh, kind of run some election stuff. Uh, and he also goes exploring. He he finds an underground library that's part of the old temple that uh, actually Amanda was talking about. So it's completely dark down there because all the helpers that help the masters uh, with their stuff are blinded. That way they don't have to worry about seeing the master's mass and stuff. So instead of Braille, they have this bead Wait, reading see system. see the master's what? Masks. Oh, masks. Okay. I yeah, because the masters wear masks. You didn't want them to see the masters masked and stuff. Like, they oh, were just, yeah. like, masking around no. in the mask. No, because, like, you know, if you're helping a master get ready to, like, get dressed or something like that, um, you know, I mean, you, you basically of, have to be a blind person. Okay, that's kind of weird, though, right? Because, like, the punishment is getting blinded. And so, right, like... So there's, it's low risk if you're... <laughs> Right, if, you, if you're sighted, because you're just going to be blinded anyway, and then you'll just be the blind person helping. Right, so, so it's like it's like you know, I'll blind myself first, you know, just in case I have to get blinded. Yeah, like, that seems yeah. like, that seems a little silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have the people called the wise, who are like the the master knowledge keepers or whatever, and they are blinded. They've cut off their ears, and they've like, uh, I think they've cut off their noses as well. It's, just to spite yeah. their faces. <laughs> to spite their faces. Take you that got face. It. I spited you, and the face is like, oh. Bazing. So the <laughs> Carney goes to the Library me. of the Wise, and he actually meets this pale kid um, who is, they become friends, and he shows him how to read the beads and, and, and around the library and stuff. And then pale kid's like, hey, man, grab your ruck. We're going to be gone for a few days. I want to show you, like, this really cool spot. And uh, <laughs> You know what that means. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the thing. Uh, so that this Osdian kid, this really pale kid, um, who's kind of mysterious, right? Uh, he goes exploring with them, and they go like to this magical little paradise. It's just like a couple days hike out the way, and then uh, they do a little like wrestling, and they do a little swim wrestling, and then they do some sexy stuff. Which uh, and, you know, it's kind of surprising, like that far into a book, to just have sort of like a just a, a pretty strong turn, you know? Yeah, pr- pretty pretty strong turn. Yeah. But also, you know, away from torture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every book yeah. we've read about torture has also had some sex in it. But normally, it's more like the sex is interwoven. It's yeah, not right. Like, it's sort of like yeah, surprise. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, like, this is like let's take a break and watch these like pale fancy lads be hot for each other. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a waterfall in a beautiful paradise. It seems like a nice place. This, it does seem fun, with the exception of like, weren't you trying to save your dad? Isn't there a major convention going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Go gets for back a sex he, hike and not. <laughs> Think about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he gets back and he's like half a day late for the election and and or he's like it's a couple days before and his dad's like oh my god we're we're so boned right now we uh yeah, like are. we're behind oh oh yeah <laughs> i give you yeah the power of suggestion uh but yeah so they're we're down in the count carney you gotta help me and so uh he helps his dad and in a surprise win the soothed side wins. And so they, they elect Nephron as the emperor, not Malachite. And it's a very narrow margin. I know you guys but cared a lot. We <laughs> yeah. cared a lot. Yeah. Also, well, and by the way, Nate Silver had Malachite ahead this whole time. So it was a big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> big, big surprise. The empress who was supporting Malachite. What about the Pulling uh, Plus is, model, Alex? Is that also? It was much tighter. And, you okay. know, he, his margin, it was within the margin of error. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Carney's dad's really uh, tired, uh, and then Carney Carney discovers that this guy Ozian, this pale kid, he's actually Nephron in a huge what? twist that everybody what? saw coming. What? Yeah. So Carney 
was having fun times with the emperor. And now uh, Nephron's going to be doubled with magic and made to wear a mask forever. And he'll be a god, but he'll be able to remove. And Carney's like, no, my teenage feelings. So they go on like another Wait. mini sex vacation. What? Uh, to, this one doesn't yeah. end quite as well. Right, because in a yeah. sudden change of tone, right as they get to like Sex Lagoon, they get jumped by bandits. What? And it turns out the sibling twins that were like the helpers in the house, uh, they met earlier, are betraying them. They're hired by the Empress, and their job is to get Nephron the fuck out of Dodge. So his brother Malachite becomes the god emperor by default. And so they beat them up, they stuff them in jars and drug them, and that's the book. Now, now I gotta say, Chris, I don't like kidnapping, I don't like beating people up. But I do like winning by default. <laughs> Ezra loves a forfeit. <laughs> yeah. So, so it turns out, like, there was such a sudden change. The, ta- the last 20 pages of this book were so confusing. Because I thought, oh, it's just like slow-moving politics and sex lagoons. Okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden, there's a fight. And there's, like, bandits. And there's violence. And, like, these people get kidnapped for vague reasons. And I this, tw- this How set of... not, after he is the emperor-elect... How does yeah. he not get Secret Service protection? Right. Well, they, the well. Now this, we know that, Alex. Now we know. The stakes but of this back election in, could not be higher. The loser gets murdered, and his blood pumped into the winner's body. And the winner gets to be God. Yeah, you'd sort yeah. of think that they would take some precautions after you win. Yeah. Well, these masters Two and chosen took down the God Emperor. Well, no, there were like twenty bandits, and j- because like chosen are so much bigger, like when they were fighting back with just their fists, they like killed four of them. Uh, what? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm it's, glad yeah. I didn't read this last twenty pages. I honestly don't. <laughs> if so, so I think like if that had been like just the last twenty pages had been like the tone for the entire book, that might have been batshit and like kind of interesting though. I think throughout. Yeah, yeah, no, it like, does sound I, fun. It I, skipped so many steps. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, I think uh, we got most of our hates out, Chris. You already said that's the book, so I think that's the end, right? Yeah, that's that's the book. So we we uh, just real brief because we that that summary took a while. But let's. I'm take sorry. On. What are, no, 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 no. Feature, not a bug. It's great. Yeah, uh, and also it's the book's <laughs> fault, not yours, obviously. Yeah, the, you actually yeah. managed to do this pretty efficiently for how long the book is. Uh, but I just think we have time to tag on a couple of extra hates. So what did we not cover in the summary of things that were just real problematic for you guys? <sighs> Uh, Amanda, it wasn't well, available in audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, doesn't count. You have to be about okay. the topic. Amanda, what did you? Yeah, what's your dislike? So you about you do book? have a strong constitution. You're a tank, but what? Yes. this seems like it actually hurt you pretty bad. I just I could not get into it at all. Um, I'm a, actually a really fast reader, so it didn't bother me that this was a huge tome. I'm like, oh, whatever. It'll be a few hours of my life gone. Wow. But like, it was wow. excru. Yeah, it was excruciating the entire time. Like I'd, I'd yeah. read a bunch and go, "Oh my god, I have to have gotten." Oh my god, that's only one percent more what through. You... I can't take this. Now, as we know, Amanda, excruciating comes in a lot of different varieties. What about this was excruciating for you? It was that it's the intense descriptions of the same things over and over yeah. and over again, yes. whether it's the scenery or the torture or whatever. That's all it was. It was, here's what we're looking at. Here's why I'm uncomfortable. There's here's so more people being tortured. And the rocks are described for so long. And then the waves exactly. are described for so long. Um, like, it didn't was... feel like it should be a book. It felt like it should be a show and that that show should be a lot a half shorter. An hour sitcom. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we uh, Call, called uh, Sex Lagoon, and the <laughs> politics and the torture are all removed. 
Oh, and it's yeah, just two fancy lads going on a hike. And then yeah, and also I did not feel like the romance made up for that because when I was halfway oh, through, I was no. like, I don't know that I can do this. No. Like I, I don't know that I can get through the the other half of this. So I looked it up on like Goodreads. I've never done this before for a book with you guys. Okay, like this is how bad this was for me. Wait, so you, uh, <laughs> so, you just got some summary and and you skipped ahead? Or? Yeah. No, I did. I read the whole oh, thing. Oh. Because I, I looked it up on Goodreads, was... and they're like, oh, it's a gay romance. Like, what? There's gay romance in here? Yeah, that's what, one of the things Sam mentioned to me, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I think I would know by now if there was romance in this book. There's there's a lot I will I will read just to get, you know, a small chunk of decent gay romance. So that was my... I thought it was going to be oh, that the pot you. at the end of the... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, shit rainbow. Like I don't. Yeah, know. Oh, I don't like that was the rainbow, carrot, but... and it wasn't. It wasn't good enough. I feel like we should need to get no, you better gay was... romance then, Amanda, because like, yeah. like you deserve not to have to read all this in order to get your gay romance. Do you know what's happened just oh, now? Dante's Cove. Dante's Cove. Five people have just signed up to the mailing list so that they can say, "Look, here's your gay romance we've been wanting to give you." It's happening. Yay! Yeah. yeah everyone shower. How, how shower Amanda with gay romance? Yeah. <laughs> I, that would make me so happy, okay. although I question your use of phrasing there. <laughs> I mean, Are we not saying phrasing? <laughs> it is hard. Once we've just, it's very difficult, once we've started talking about gay romance, to not pun. It's very, it's difficult. <laughs> like, I can't even say that it's hard not to, because that is problematic. Mm. Whatever you mm-hmm. say. Uh, just, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, okay, so maybe this is actually a good time, then, uh, I think maybe it's time to bring Sam back into it. So, okay. um, yeah. let's hear Sam's rebuttal to your I'm, summary. I'm so curious what's good for him in this. Uh, <laughs> well, so one thing, the, the romance is really important to him. So when he says, if you're if you're gay, it's really, really hard to find books that have a gay protagonist yeah. that don't have the sexual orientation as the focal point of the story. So no, it's really fair, cool to have a fair. story set in a world where, for all the racism, misogyny, casual violence, and evil, it at least doesn't hate uh, gay and bi people. That's true. But I, but then it falls into the trope of, and then the two gay people end up drugged and presumably dead in jars. Like, okay, wait that a is that a trope. classic like, you're gay, trope? You that get classic dead. trope of the gay guys end up in jars? <laughs> <laughs> what other Okay, what maybe other not that specifically. But yeah, but like, it is like, after like, oh. after like a gay couple, like, you know, ends up being like, finally being happy, like, there is like, sort of like this, like, balancing force uh, sometimes that can happen. Yeah, it's like it's doomed. really the jars yeah. that I'm caught up on on this being a trope. I believe the <laughs> yeah. other part of it. No, Alex, haven't you seen in Out Magazine the reviews of different brands of human-sized jars? <laughs> <laughs> of God-sized jars. <laughs> yeah. Really, really big jars. Um, uh, that's, that's fair. I, I think the reason that happened, though, isn't because like this dude is so cool. It's I think because he didn't realize that this character was gay until, like, you know, like... The last third of the book, where he's like, "Okay, until I, it's time." Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I just <laughs> like, like "Okay, I guess I can out. make this happen." And he just didn't want want to revise anything earlier to make it like a point. So yeah, it does feel like he learned no. as he was writing, and that if he had gone back and just cut off the first half of the book, it would have been much more interesting. <laughs> no, this enough of anything though. I, I feel like we had enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the book is in my face. It needs to be named. <laughs> <laughs> but Sam, that that is a good point, and I I agree with I sympathize with that. Another point is yeah, I, I totally understand that point. Is that most most dystopian yeah. fantasy hinges on the idea that the evil oppressive government is actually us uh, but that on, in this the protagonist is sort of an outside figure who is yep. also part of the world so it has a really interesting point of view 
of him like getting the privilege and hating it, which you don't get to see very often. It's either like Fair. Katniss from the outside. Oh, what are we watching TV? <laughs> no, sorry, uh, sorry, I had to get something. It's cool. Though. I'll mute my track. Oh no, it's fine. I was just just wondering what I was listening to. Preschool um, musical, Sesame Street. Nice, uh, <laughs> dope. Wait, is it called Preschool Musical? <laughs> yes, that's great. Um, man, as can we do a day where we watch a bunch of shows that uh, Caleb likes? Oh yeah, for the show. Can we watch a bunch <laughs> of Sesame Street or we something? We could absolutely do that. And then, and Caleb could be a guest on the show. I we have a lot of thoughts Aww. on it. The new HBO series of Sesame Street is much worse. Oh, let's watch new Sesame Street. It's much worse. Oh, I can't wait. And then you, we could just maybe, like, he doesn't have to be a full guest, but maybe you could just have a, a, a cameo where Caleb tells you his opinion on something. Yeah, I mean, he's going to love it mostly either way, but. Right, but he could be, he'd be like, why do you love this? And he could be like, colors or whatever they say. I don't know, kids. <laughs> whatever those kids say. Animals. They're really animals, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's really interesting to have sort of the book be about these terrible things, but not pro the terrible things that it's uh because he's sort of an outsider figure uh sam would like us to believe that this book is commenting on colonialism and racism and misogyny and is against those things although i can't say that i felt that from inside well i I definitely the narrator saw like people being hurt who didn't deserve it and he was against it yeah but you wrote a 600 page book about maiming people for no reason i feel like you're somehow also participating in it can I? Can I? Like, bring, you just cut this straw man's arms off, and I just don't know if that's fair. As an I don't argument. know, it could be one of those like Passion of the Christ things where it's just like you know we really only needed thirty seconds of that, but they gave us a whole movie mm. of that, and it's just sort of like oh we get it. No, we get it, Mel. So Mel, stop. We get it. <laughs> if so I can, long. I yeah, I don't see where that happened in this book. I can see where it could set it up for the rest of this series to be more. Right. Let me go avenge these people and their suffering yeah, yeah. But, if he um, ever gets out of that not in this book the, the yeah. interesting thing about this is it kind of reminded me of zootopia actually um hmm? so more about that so actually no this is totally, totally <laughs> legit uh but basically uh, I, there's a one zootopia is great if, if people haven't seen it yet I, I wait, really wait. Would. It, it reminds you of zootopia in that the entire thing is written by those dmv sloths <laughs> just takes forever yeah, it's I get the good. joke. They talk slow. Holy crap! This is seven minutes of the movie. <laughs> so the thing, uh, there's a really, uh, really interesting uh, making of of uh, Zootopia also that you can find on on YouTube. And um, basically, they're saying like that the the script, like up until very like late in the production process, the the story was very different. Um, and it was uh, basically instead like uh, uh, the world where like racism was like very 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 clear, um, uh, like from the get go that like. There's, like, super oppressed, like, half the people, and then everyone's just super happy. And they're saying, like, you know, that kind of doesn't make sense. That's not really exactly how the world is. It's not that, like, one person said racism is good, the other person said racism is bad. It's one person said, like, hey, racism is bad, and the other person says, uh, I don't actually see any racism. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, to have this be, like, where it's, like, clearly, like, hey, slavery, the argument isn't, like, slavery is good or slavery is bad. It's, like, like, like the interesting thing would be, like, oh, no, this is, like, you know, the system is fine. It's working fine. I don't see any slavery and then like to actually be able to see like the problems in it. But like we sort of like get hit like from the very, very early on that like this is like, oh no, this is super, 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 super ugly this whole time. Um, well, and because Carnelian grew up outside of this culture and like he grew up in a very permissive exiled house where you could be friends with your lessers. You could be like, you know, you could regard this guy as your brother, even though he's only half uh, he's got way more as pure than you, can you. Can handle. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, he's like actually by by the broader society viewed as an entirely different race and a sub, you know, a, a lower, much lower class. And so like when the other master's like your brother. Yeah. OK, sure. Whatever you want to call him, I guess. Like, I mean, that's a really good point uh, as that they just don't see it that way. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I guess that my, my problem is I have no I have no I basically have no entry point into like the uh, the evil master's uh, point of view, uh, right. which means that like I like I already agree with Carnelian the whole time. Like, there's nothing really yeah. changing about, well, like... Well, yeah, and the Master's point of view is always, mm-hmm. like, like they're keeping a thousand secrets, everybody's on ten different teams, it's just <laughs> so, such a convoluted mess for what the Masters are about, and no one is what they seem, mm-hmm. and then it turns out in the end, still we don't know what they are, it's just, you just, it's like their body paint actually hides their uh, their true feelings. Ooh, how do you guys feel about time. the body paint? Pro-body point, paint or con-body paint? I mentioned earlier on that I was pro body paint, but that was just a joke. I'm actually pretty con body paint, and here's why: because then you just get paint on everything near you. Your backpack gets paint on it, but your you don't have to clean it up. It. Well, okay, in this cast system, sure, but in the real world, it's like, oh, you think you're so fun painting your body, and then like a month later, you're like, well, now these shoes are ruined. What if you just get enough paint on everything that you own? So in the- that case, where you live entirely, <laughs> I in a love paint Amanda's show. like amused chuckle. There, she's like, "Ha! Huh? What's he gonna do now?" <laughs> hey, 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 and I made myself so easy to love. The following message is brought to you by The Sea Eternal, the text-based interactive novel by Linnea Glasser, available on Android, iOS, and Steam, or by going to madereelstories.com slash squid. Hey, Team Minus Tanya, uh, we've got something super cool to advertise today. Oh, man, I love super cool things. Oh, well, I'm, I'm lukewarm on cool, but I'm hot on things. So you remember back in episode 313 where we talked about the two tent poles this podcast is built on? Day drinking and pain? No, no, I think it was sexual tangents and, uh... Awkward sexual tangents. Both of you are very close. It was actually community and making money. And Ah. then we combined both of those into the meat market, a space where fans of the show can sell stuff to other fans of the show. Available at meatmarket.space. I was never going to guess that. You don't have to guess that. That's what it is. Well, well, what if I still want to guess? Do it to yourself quietly, I guess. Pickles. Sandwiches. Goldfish crackers. Man, I must be hungry. Am I always hungry? Hey, is this a show about me being hungry? Moving on to today's awesome meat market item. It's an interactive novel about a topic very far from my heart. Mermaids. Yeah, Alex, you've come out pretty hard against mermaids on this show. And in life, and in bed. But the thing is, <laughs> but this was a thing about mermaids, and I didn't hate it. It's kind of a, it's kind of like a game, but it's also a novel. Uh, and you can, it's like a novel that you can try to break. Ooh, I'm in. Where do I break it? Well, that's the cool <laughs> thing. You can try to break it, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't break. Which is awesome. Chris, will you read the summary for us as if you're a sexy mer-dude? Oh, my single flipper is tingling from that request, Alex. Okay. In the enchanted underwater city of glass, what will you sacrifice for immortality? Love? Memories? Freedom? Will you take freedom from others to win your heart's desire? Dive into a world of mermaids, mermen, and other merfolk, where every character has secrets and nothing is what it seems. The Sea Eternal is an epic interactive fantasy novel by Linnea Glaser, author of Creatures Such As We and Coloratura, winner of the 2013 Interactive Fiction Competition and numerous XYZZY awards. Linnea let us play around in this book, and it is so fun. So, okay, 
Yeah. You, you make a lot of choices, and sometimes those choices are naps. I always chose the nap option. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too also. Anytime there was a nap option, I took it. And it and in the book wasn't even mad at me. It would say things like, getting a good night's rest is important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, man. You do you. I took every opportunity to, quote, shirk your duties to the mermaid village. I shirked him like, whoa. There was even a really ominous drop your responsibilities and swim off into the open ocean, which I thought would make me lose, but I didn't lose. Linnea is very clever. It's also got some really fun sentences. Like, it's all tied up in whale politics. Oh, and you can be pro-human or kind of not, like in real life. Reading it and trying to break it is really in the spirit of this novel. Linnea's description even says, decide what being a hero means to you with over 10 unique endings. And she also goes on, earn the trust of nuanced characters, break their trust, pick up the pieces of your shattered relationships. Those are Isn't my, that fun? Those are my favorite kind of pieces after Reese's. And you can pick your identity, your gender, orientation, and your name. I picked from a list of the 12 names. I picked the one that looks like it's pronounced Thummer, but probably isn't. I made the merfolk call me King Chris the Magnificent. I gave myself the name Buttstuff. You you didn't, right? <clears throat> Allowed me to read you an excerpt. This is Flynn, she says. He's Estre. She's Aurea. And you've met Buttstuff. The human smiles pleasantly and repeats their names, but seems to stick on yours. Buttstuff. Buttstuff. It's... Beautiful. I'm not sure this is what our meat market sponsor wanted. But she shouldn't have given me a text box. I mean, she's heard the show, right? She had to know that by, by law 14, subclause B, <clears throat> if there is a text box, Ezra must write butt stuff in it. I really points to the bagged orb. Why don't you put that thing back where it belongs? We just want to introduce butt stuff to Flynn. I'm not... Now I'm sure this isn't what she wanted. We're so sorry, Linnea. This is my favorite game! So, okay, so what you do is you get this game, you can get this game novel by going to... <clears throat> don't feel pressured to do it if you don't want to, Array interjects, but Flynn waves it off. Nah, butt stuff is probably right, he says, rotating his ankles demonstratively. Yeah, this does feel much better. All right, Ezra, but do you want to know something? Remember that first line where Flynn says your name is beautiful? I talked to Linnea about that, and guess what? She already thought of naming a character butt stuff? There's another butt stuff later? Butt stuff meet other butt stuff? I think you two will get along? God, Linnea is a genius. You're close. What happens is, if you pick from her list of mer names, Flynn says your name is beautiful. But if you write in your own name, an extra line appears after he calls your name beautiful that says this. <clears throat> Flynn smiles, but he fidgets as he says it. And you're not quite sure if he's being truly sincere or merely polite. No. No. Yes. No. Pickles. No. So what you're saying is Ezra tried to break this novel game with butt stuff, but Linnea saw his butt stuff coming a mile away. That is exactly what I'm saying. Now everybody wins. Go to madereelstories.com slash squid to buy the Sea Eternal or look it up on Android, iOS, or Steam. Read the interactive novel that lets you choose whether or not to call yourself butt stuff. I recommend yes. No refunds. All right, now it's time for the game of top five. Top five. Top five. So to start out top five today, uh, Chris asked a question of our listeners, and the question yes. was, if you could time travel back to the Bronze Age, which, Chris, I'm already with you, time travel. Hey. If you could time travel back to the Bronze Age, what advice would you give to the people you meet there? Um, and we had some great answers, but first I want to hear what you guys would do. As what uh, would you... Well, actually, I was going to say, Amanda, can you... I, I'm, I'm guessing you're, you're like the, the most, like, you understand the Bronze Age most out of all of us. Can you tell us a little bit what we're like, getting into? Yeah, I don't know. Assumption. Oh, great. <laughs> and you can make it up, because I do not know anything about the Bronze Age, uh, except Bronzer, presumably. Yeah, everyone was very, uh, very orangey tan. 
I don't know. The Bronze Age was pretty uh, was still a, a pretty advanced time to be in. Um, yeah. Like, yes, they didn't have steel and iron tools and all that. But um, when you look at um, the archaeological remains that we can see of them, like they had, you know, very established cultures and rituals and weapons and clothing. And um, I don't cast? know what my advice would be, honestly. I think I'd be like, hey, it seems like you guys figured out some stuff that we can't figure out now. Could you uh, could you explain that to me? Yeah, it almost seems oh, like, yeah? yeah. what they figure out? It's like they've what learned they... how to use all these tools that you don't understand, and you don't. But they also wouldn't have to. They wouldn't know how to use like OS ten. So you just different yeah. skills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they uh, probably have a ton of survival skills that that we know nothing about nowadays, um, or just like I don't know knowledge about plants and animals that we don't know anymore my advice would just be um stay away from the jars beware of jars <laughs> definitely because back then apparently they made jars big enough to put people in really yeah. big people too yeah huge people <laughs> it's a giant jar was it like a, was it a mason jar were these like uh bronze hipsters <laughs> oh <laughs> oh god always put yeah what, yeah nice and clear so you can watch the torture happening <laughs> yeah and then you get the one with the cocktail shaker on because you want to host a party uh, uh. <laughs> sippy cup giant mason jars yeah <laughs> uh, the, or target sells the giant mason jar with a handle on the side like you're gonna pretend it's not a jar at this I point did... just buy a cup <laughs> okay but i kind of like those guys i'm sorry because i also i well, just hear, hear me out so they, those usually come with like like a like a screw top that like also has like like a hole for a straw mm-hmm. um and sometimes they even have like a straw that like has like a like a little like like rim, like like real ribbit on the bottom, mm-hmm. which makes it really hard to take out. Which would be fantastic for Caleb because he takes out all the straws and then pours out the drinks. You just need so a lock. So you finally straw. invented a sippy cup, but now it's breakable. <laughs> I mean, into a dozen sharp pieces. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into weapons. My third favorite kind of pieces. <laughs> all right, um, Chris. What was your what's your advice to Bronze Agers? Oh, I'm kind of torn between two things. Uh, one is explaining what germs are yeah. and how, Ooh. you know, maybe we should uh, not uh, not this just like... I feel most time travel stories work. Chris shows up yeah. looking like he looks. He's like, guys, little tiny things in your blood make you <laughs> sick. And then they just kill him. That's how <laughs> yeah. all of these stories are going to go. They're not going to be like, hmm, the germ theory of disease. They're going to kill you, Chris. You sound like a Yeah, witch. okay. Well, maybe I'll just tell them to take care of their teeth. You know, dentistry. Yeah. Um, it, it actually does affect overall health and well-being. Yeah, I'm with that. I, and actually, a lot of our fans were, were on some similar track. Uh, Justin on Facebook and David on Facebook and at Internet Mayor on Twitter all just said, wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, I think for that sure. is a better way instead of saying tiny invisible creatures in your blood make you sick just say wash your hands more being clean is nice mm-hmm. yeah uh and uh and travis also on facebook said uh, don't shit in your water supply which is pretty solid <laughs> advice that is pretty well, where, where are we supposed to do it travis huh you tell me <laughs> and i don't know if he means that literally or if that's a metaphor for dating someone you work with but either way don't do it i mean yeah uh, I mean, here's the thing, dude. I, I think like like we have the white savior complex. You know, I think we also mm-hmm. have like a time traveler savior complex. Yes. I, I think mm-hmm. you know, Amanda's on the right track. They could probably teach us a lot more. Uh, and you know, just like they're they're just people like we're people. You know, they're they're like they're they're just they're just doing their thing. So I mean, like it's probably I think it's like it's probably like just like a net gain of zero in terms of what we've learned since then. Like yeah, like washing hands is good, I guess. But yeah. like you know, yeah. <laughs> I uh, also. Um, uh, Biggie Smalls wrote in to say, "Never get high on your own supply." 
I don't know if that. <laughs> oh man, can I change my answer to just I want to play them like some Biggie? Yeah. I'd like I'd like to see how that would, how and then how be that murdered for being a witch. I mean, that's how most of these yeah. end up. Um, well, I gotta I gotta like tell them about like a like a solar eclipse first, you know, so also, they're really afraid of me. I also we got a couple of answers that were painting related. So at Shro Tom said paint more caves, and Matthew on Facebook said forget like painting buffalo and gazelles. No one cares about them. Painting cats is where the money is. What? Hey. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty solid advice. Um, uh, well, depending on where you are in the Bronze Age, I think the answer would be, "What the hell is a cat?" <laughs> oh, right. I don't know. Three thousand right? BC. Like they've got cats in, especially Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, they're all about. Yeah, but maybe not everywhere. They probably haven't spread as yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, right. How, have we ever found any like three panel cartoons like in caves? Because I think that'd be really good. Like oh, to introduce that. Uh, like, uh, yeah. I think it's a good idea. Um, oh. we, could, maybe and, we have like a, like a proto Garfield if we wanted to, right? If we're painting cats. <laughs> Just oh, make the, lasagna. Is like, that, oh, is that not what Egyptian hieroglyphics are? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all they're all elaborate Garfield cartoons. <laughs> oh, I hate this day of the moon. <laughs> uh, Antonio have layered soft food. <laughs> Antonio on Facebook says, uh, "Don't bother inventing the wheel. Trust me, it's all downhill from there." Ah, Heyo! Uh, pew 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 pew. Uh, Bridget says, uh, "Breed more cows, so fewer people are lactose intolerant." Hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting theory. Clever. I like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's like super important to us. Do we need to, like? I guess that you are sad. That you, Maybe she just wants to eat ice cream with feel. impunity. The figure is Bridget wants cheese and can't have it, and so Bridget <laughs> is like, "I'm going to go back in time to the Bronze Age. Give them and a if cattle, there's more genetic diversity and, in cattle, and then I'll come back and I'll just have a pizza." Yeah. I, that's not I strongly stand behind that. I think that's the best idea so far. Yeah. <laughs> we could do worse than that. We could do worse than more people being eat pizza. Well, speaking of doing worse, Jonathan on Twitter or Jonathan on Facebook <laughs> says, uh, "I just let them know that they can totally interbreed with Neanderthals, so make love not war." And I feel like if you show up and you're like, "You go have sex with those monkey-looking people," I you are not going to go over well. Okay, I thought like there's some like problems with, like that offspring being viable or not. Like I, I think it usually doesn't work. It is like, weird to think about a time where you're like, instead of trying to think of how, what birth control you can use, you'd be like, oh, this is not going to make a viable enough baby. What a different world. I, huh? don't, I don't think we actually know whether they would be viable or not. I think that's an interesting thought oh, experiment. Oh, so so what you're saying, is Amanda first... says go to town, basically. Only <laughs> yeah. one way to find out. <laughs> we do have a fair bit of Neander- Neanderthal DNA in us. Yeah. 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 I'm ne- Some people are Neander short. Uh, yep, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, you're right. That wasn't even cute. Um, I'm sorry. I had to pronounce it the right way. No, you're right. no that's oh, good yeah. that you did. Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> have it's to not your fault. Nor will I. Um, uh, Timothy says uh, he'd let them all know that if they're patient, they can ferment just about anything. So, hey, starting some home brewing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and mm-hmm. Matt Carmen says invest in Pixar. I'm sure that'll help that. <laughs> <laughs> great advice i mean not that it's a bad company to invest in but holy shit uh yeah but this is like long play advice like first you have to like listen, have them wait for investing to yeah, listen, happen this isn't and gonna then, help like, you much but in thousands yeah. of years your grandchildren <laughs> can turn a slightly above the profit that you could get investing in index funds like come on matt no no no, no. it's it'd yeah. be significant i think if they got on the ground floor anyway yeah if you get it exactly at the right time maybe yeah mm. 
I don't know. Uh, God, this is my only fantasy is going back like 10 years and investing in real estate in New York. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. When has it ever been like, what a bad idea to invest in New York? I know. I, I just feel just don't try to beat the market. Just put more in savings and you'll be fine. Put it in index funds. All right. Index now I want to play a game uh, called No Retreat, No Surrender. So <laughs> there's got to have been some character in here you'd want to follow more than Carne Asada. Uh, there's got to be somebody we had fun with. Who was it? By the way, uh, while you guys think about this, No Retreat, No Surrender is our game uh, named after the movie No Retreat, No Surrender, where the main character is way less interesting than his wacko neighbor who always pops over the fence <laughs> and says fun things. So it's the game where we explore what this would be about if it was about the minor characters. So, yeah. Chris, do you so have a one? Yeah. yeah. So actually, the twins, the siblings who uh, kidnap yeah. them at the end, they're pretty fun. They're these girls who are conjoined twins, and they're really good at fighting. Like, they are the equivalent I it of... Was- different twins that kidnapped them no no no, no. it no. was those two i thought it was different twins too. it was the the lord hurons yeah, oh twins never here. mind official twin spurt so uh they described twins so many different vague times <laughs> that i clearly got confused uh but, oh yeah okay. no i i had to check because yeah i thought that like was betrayal said, yeah yeah, okay, so not the twins that betray them, but the girls who are like, they're like young girls, but they're very, very good at fighting, and they're conjoined, and mm. they can, they're musicians, they play games, and they, I bet they have all kinds of adventures that got them to where they were now, and so I would like yeah. to have followed them around a lot better. Yeah, definitely, they were very interesting. Yeah. It's um, hard to say that you'd want to follow any of the lives of the lower casts, because they're pretty short. Yeah, well, these are like upper, 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 lower. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got one maybe. So I think um, Carney's uh, dad's favorite concubine, Ebony, I think, who got mm. left behind at like the old like crappy town. Did they um, take oh, yeah. ivory? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> come on, man. is that racist? I don't even know. I'll go. All right, <laughs> uh, just just preemptively. Uh, but no, so like so basically, she's like. She's like kind of like a like a tough old tough old bird, and she's uh uh you know gonna be with all these like other like starving people. And I feel like she just I think she I think she probably rally everyone together. I think they probably like have like innovative like ways of like hunting or getting crops. Uh, I just feel like they'd have like a good like a good like ragtag band of something or other going yeah, on. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am a little bit curious about um the people who live in the the. Uh, shellfish but then you live in like a pool of shellfish blood people you're curious about those people yeah i so don't remember this Do we, was there like a, like a seafood bis- on the road at one about? point they go through a, lar- a, sea- a seafood processing village and yes they describe it as just like oceans of blood which doesn't really make sense for shellfish but what i know i, I know some people who went up have worked in alaska in, in fish processing over the summer as like a college way to make a ton of money and one of the things they say is, like, it's super gross. The first day you show up, you're like, I'll never be able to do this. And then the second day, it doesn't smell like anything anymore. And you just yeah. get, mm. you're like, your sense of smell turns off real fast. And then you don't realize how bad you smell until you go to the bank to cash your check and no one will stand near you. Oh, man. Yeah. And so I think I'd, I'd enjoy watching these uh, this uh, fish processing village and then watch them go to banks yeah. and be awkward. <laughs> Amanda, have you got I... one that you... I actually used to work at a bank in a town that had a fish processing plant. What? Oh. Yeah. Is this accurate? It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can confirm this story? <laughs> oh, God. It is the worst smell you've ever smelled. When Yeah, they've been in there all day, and then they come into the bank, and they're like, oh, Ugh. there aren't enough windows to open. There's it. not enough AC to pump. I also think because wow. Sam lives in Alaska, he must really be appreciating this riff right now. 
He might be having a good time hearing us talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe he like, wait, I don't think I smell. And oh, then like, no. oh no. Sam, you do. Maybe, no. Just not I, yourself. Yeah. Eat me. Wait, Eat just, me. We need just, you know what it is? We need the bankers to work half the time processing fish also. So that they can oh. acclimate, right? Yeah, maybe the fish processors walk in and are like, man, this banker chick smells terrible. <laughs> It smells like bank it's in true. here. true. Money is disgusting, yeah. so maybe I smelled awful, gross, too. Money's super Wow. The more you know, guys. Yeah. Weird. All right, so... Um, uh, ooh, ooh, ahead, ooh. Sorry, I just thought of another one. Yeah. A turtle. They see a turtle from the boat, and I bet following that turtle around, I would uh, rather follow around a dumb turtle than anybody else in this has book. Has anyone put a GoPro on a sea turtle and just let it go for a while? Yeah. That'd it's be- great. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, I'd love to follow the sea turtles around. Um, mm. So... Uh, one more game. Uh, this is top three today. So, as Sam mentioned, the sequel has more dinosaurs, but more eaten alive by maggots. The third book, Dinosaurs with Flamethrowers, nobody's eaten alive by maggots. The question is, what other bonkers elements do you want in a sequel? Um. Knowing that there are dinosaurs with flamethrowers eventually... What do you I don't know also if I can top happen? that. Oh, I, I know it, what I want. You cannot top dinosaurs with flamethrowers. So you got to bottom it or whatever. You have to sneak around it. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to go with like uh, apes with Uzis. Yeah. But, See, I think mm. the dinosaurs would still win that. Especially because they got I, the armor plate. Go ahead, Des. Well, I, just, I usually, like when, when you have like, characters that like I know, I usually want to put them in a high si- situation later on. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure. Mm. Whenever you have characters that you've like, met. You yeah, want to put them in like a heist. A, that's, the sequel, your, that's your threshold for wanting them to thing. be in a heist? All right. You, you just tell me any characters you're aware of, and you tell me if a sequel with them having to do a heist wouldn't be more fun. Because that's... No, I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> right? I, like, I, if so, HBO had done a heist for Sesame Street instead, nice. super good. <laughs> How about... It? So, wait. So, it's uh, it's Carne Asada. Mm-hmm. Um, his lover, the, uh, the prince god. The god emperor. The god, god emperor, yeah, emperor yeah. elect. Angry almost god. Uh, uh, they're both. Uh, there's a dinosaur driving the van. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And they're gonna go rob a bank of all the fish smell money. Yes. Oh no, 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 no! It's it's gotta be it's gotta be a dinosaurs in the back of the van, and like three blind guys are driving the van. <laughs> three blind. Oh, guys. definitely. Three blind. <laughs> See how they drive. See yeah, how they drive. They all knocked over the first interstate bank. <laughs> uh, wait no this is the perfect tie-in the people from the fish village go into the bank they're the distraction oh all the tellers are nice. like trying to open the windows while they're not paying attention Whom they get rushed by boy better air out everything let's open up the safe <laughs> exactly <laughs> our friends run in then they jump out of the van the dinosaurs are waiting for them guarding the van <laughs> And I, the blind men drive them away, and they immediately crash into a telephone pole. Oh, no, but there's always a twist. Like, the blind guys thought somebody else got, or, you know, they can't see, so somebody else got in the van, and they drove away. Oh. And then the two guys have the bags of money with big dollar signs on them. They're like, the, where's the van? Or wait, maybe it's a weird, maybe it's a wacky comedy, and the blind guys, because they can't see, hear someone get in the van, and so they drive away. And it turns out those guys just thought it was their Uber. Oh, oh. No. and so now they're like not getting to the concert fast enough. The blind guy, yeah, they robbed a bank, right? And then, and then, like the Uber guy comes and takes them to the concert. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they're standing at the concert wearing their criminal masks, holding their bags of money. Everyone, okay. Thinks, so we get cool. We get costume. everyone to meet up at the concert, right? So we have like we have, um, I guess, a flamethrower dinosaur cop who's chasing after them. Um, yes, and goes and goes at this Tom Petty concert with like the the, the blind guys finally get there. Um, and the and the and just there's like a big showdown on stage with Tom Petty. Wait, yeah, or a conjoined Simon and Garfunkel. 
Oh my god, yes. Slight change on that. It's not Siamese Garfunkel. It's the newsboys. They all realize that God is their savior. God's not dead! He's in the jar! (laughs) (laughs) They open the jar, everyone's happy. Big finish. Let God out of the jar. That's it. That's the movie. Uh, that's the game of top five, you guys. If you want to play, go to readditchweep.com or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us your questions for our topic and we'd love to play your game. Uh, now it's time for a minor compliment. Really quick, we're going to go in reverse order. So, Chris, you're up first. What is your last nice thing you ever have to say about The Chosen? Uh, I feel like they uh, they gave an accurate portrayal of how dangerous it is to dock a large ship against a cliff oh, in a yeah, storm. Very difficult. So when the three Ooh. masters show up at the beginning, there's a big ship, and basically the masters, slaves to them, they just burn through them. They're like, hey guys, just jump at that cliff with ropes and hope one of you sticks. <laughs> and like, <laughs> they have to like lash this boat with like multiple, multiple ropes. But it is a dangerous thing. And that boat gets really messed up during this really amateur hour docking process. Yeah, because they killed <laughs> So, good sailors yeah because they had so, seen his face i mean a healthy respect for the sea is never a bad a reminder thing. So and, just in case you've forgotten they had to kill all of the good sailors because the sailors were on deck and then karane asada got high on heroin ran on the deck <laughs> they saw his face and they all had to die could we call that a reminder if that's totally new information our listeners haven't heard before? <laughs> no, I'm reminding you guys. Uh, oh, okay. We haven't talked about the fact that they were just doing heroin on this boat, and that's what caused all these problems. Well, you know what? Dramamine isn't strong enough, guys. It's not. Sometimes, yeah. if you get really seasick, the only answer is heroin. Uh, it was technically it opium was, mixed with it honey. It was opium. It, was opium. it wasn't processed yeah. enough to be it heroin. Was, it was mixed Sorry. with honey. It's not, which, I don't know, it seemed pretty processed. Oh, yeah, um, that was a great thing. It was like, it's like, yeah, you know, it's got some honey, and also, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, wait, what was that second ingredient? Opium? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's just too much sugar with the honey on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can we have a low carb version? I, well, it's a cheap yeah. day. It's, it's fine. Day. So the, that whole boat scene was really interesting, though, because like that sounded like they go. There's an underground wall, an underwater yeah. wall with a small opening that you have to just figure out where that is. Um, yeah, I think they call that a reef. Yeah, there's but, basically a yeah. reef, but they built it. And then there's a, a, a hanging wall that they have to go through a gate in. And then they have to dock on this cliff. And they, like, this would be a hard maneuver with a lot of thrusters. And they're doing it just with oars and throwing away slaves. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, just, to, just to jettison. That's, that's how they got closer, just throwing, like, launching them. Like yeah, we, we need more space. We need more we yeah. need to lighten the load. Anyway. Uh, never uh, met a problem they couldn't throw human life at. It's not a great world, guys. I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll say it here if you, in case it wasn't clear. It's not a great world. Not a great in. world to live in. As you're next, what's your minor compliment? Uh, well, so I, I'll go off of like the the the, the drugs on the boat situation because like uh, at one point I, I just I like the casualness of like he's also this guy this guy Carney's dad not a great dad. No. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put it out there like so he gives mm. him all these uh, all these drugs and um and uh, basically like he kind of like wanders up on on deck at one point and he's like he's like you know, gets everyone blinded and then. You know, that's like he's like, what? That was that was reckless of you. And also, you're super skinny now. Have you been eating? He was like, what? No, I just been mm. taking the drugs. He's like, oh man, didn't I tell you you're supposed to like eat a lot when you're taking the drugs? He's like, no, you didn't tell me that. And he's like, okay, well that's my bad. But now go ahead and eat <laughs> while you're taking drugs. Yeah, dad. Look, dad, if you're gonna give your kids drugs, be responsible. Here is read your the directions on about the, the back side first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here is some e. Drink a lot of water. Like yeah. Yeah, be a helpful dad. <laughs> no, because he was just he was super mad at him first. He was like, he was like, why weren't you eating? He's like, you didn't tell me I had to eat. He's like, oh, okay. Well, now you should probably be eating. <laughs> Sorry, I was on the drugs. That was one. I mean, <laughs> these drugs are great. 
You sorry I killed everybody. <laughs> I, I gave you this drug and didn't warn you it would kill everybody on board. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to yeah. land. Yeah, well balanced meal also. Have a smoothie first. So, uh, my minor compliment is uh, for the masks. So, they, they cause you to be covered all the time, right? And one of those things is that you have to wear these big masks. Uh, and anytime you have a system, and then huge robes, these great robes. So, anytime you have a system where the, the leader of the place is invisible ex- behind his mask and giant robes. Sure. Um, uh, basically, no one knows what they look like, which means you open the door... <laughs> to your country or your house being run temporarily by three boys in a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So it's not a great world, but it does allow that tiny possibility, which makes it a decent world, in my opinion. Yeah. But also between the opaque uh, face paint, the mummy wraps, and the masks, skin cancer among masters is at an all-time low. It's very low, although their vitamin D is very low, so they're very sad. Oh. Oh. Yeah. A lot of seasonal affective disorder. Side note. Yeah, so while you go take a moody nap, three kids in a trench coat. (laughs) Yeah, so that's why they live in the in the cooms and they're sad, and then the three kids in a trench coat are running the world. Yeah. (laughs) I declare today pizza day. (laughs) Somebody invent cows. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh Amanda, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment? And the last nice thing you learned. Uh, it on. sounded like they had a really amazing shower system for the masters. Yes, yeah. Running water there systems. Were, Possibly yeah, causing like the, all the those little channels. Die, but... <laughs> yeah, you have all these little channels. You pull a few levers, you get a shower. Water, yeah, like water full... wheels, buckets, very elaborate. I mean, yeah, it, it was both right air with... conditioning and a shower right there. Boom. Nice. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I am kind of with you, Amanda, because like I can't say like I, I would give high marks for all the rest of the accommodations necessarily. Uh, but like, right? I yeah. can't. It's Even not the really lower than a... They were very fancy. Well, no, but like I don't like that many like murders nearby. If I can help it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The, um, the neighborhood is not safe. A little bit of a murder yeah. snob. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You run a black light over the room to see who's been murdered there before. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our show. Hey! Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, we are talking... Amanda, you might want to earmuffs for this. Next week, we're talking about (laughs) the man who fell to Earth. So it's going to be a lot more fun. This was the assignment Amanda could have gotten. I'm saying could not. was not eligible for because this did not require Uh. your special set of skills. Uh. (laughs) I don't like my skills. (laughs) This is what happens if you're too fun. When you have to read something <laughs> terrible, then you just have to keep doing the terrible ones. Yeah, but she has requested to be showered in, in gay romance. Yes, so. please. We will de- please. That'll de- definitely happen. Um, well, I'm just yeah. going to look best gay romance book and see what comes up for you. And- yeah. Gay, lesbian, bi, I'm not picky, just... Yeah. yeah. Uh, just you're down <laughs> for whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just not boring old straight romance. Just, yeah, as long as there's none of that gross straighties in that. Uh, I I think we would definitely be open to that sponsorship. Just a thought. Uh, anyway, so we're, we're, but next week we're watching the man who fell to Earth. This is sponsored by Kelly from T- Tampa, who said, "I'm still not over Bowie's death. I didn't realize how much I'd miss oh. his music until he was gone." On the other hand, this is one weird ass movie. The phrase "sex gun" comes to mind. So huh. the phrase "sex gun" will now come to my mind a lot while I wait <laughs> to figure out what that actually means, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, wait, wasn't that in Orgasmo? 
Oh, that was about <laughs> a sex gun, right? That was yeah. a little different. All right. Um, I also should point out, I don't want to be a jerk, Kelly, but um, you said you didn't realize how much you'd miss his music until he was gone. It's still available. <laughs> music's ever, yeah, music's ever, but no longer any new music from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't miss music that hasn't happened yet. Like, I miss I miss the possibility of future music. You don't miss that. Just uh, Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play Music, a lot of options. You know, Alex, I think you really made her feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I feel bad, and sometimes I'm like, if you've listened to the show this far, you have to know. <laughs> no refunds is what I'm saying. Uh, he makes a good point. <laughs> I'm like, it's not like I'm freshly this. You know, okay, that's I, I've been this my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. Ooh, uh, how about uh, Amanda? Have you read or heard of um, Cut and Run series by Madeline Urban? No, I have not. It's at the top of the Goodreads list of the best of gay romance. Considering that this book is rated three and a half stars on Goodreads, I'm yeah. not sure that I trust that anymore. And Ezra's murder villa is only three stars because it's got a nice shower. Like, I don't know if we can really trust anything. <laughs> yeah, it's always, you got you got to kind of realize that the people who are reviewing it are people who chose to read it. That's yeah. Fair. yeah. That's a yeah. good point. There's some self-selection in there. Mm. Or, or paid by a sponsor to read it. Also possible. Uh, that's coming up next week. Uh, before you go, make sure you check out The Sea Eternal. Get our uh, our wonderful meat market sponsors. Um, interactive It is novel. so totally fun to try to break it, but it's also fun just to like see the different facets of it you guys yeah i am yeah i am i was blown away by how clever it was and how like she clearly knew you were going to try to break it and so she like it kept guiding you safely back in the land she's an (laughs) award-winning interactive novel writer i know i I mean i didn't know that was a job you could have um but it's totally fun and it's you know it's a it's probably a few hours for to read the whole thing and uh you'll you'll enjoy it and you can then go back and try to see what's very good replayability uh and so you can get that by going to made real stories dot com slash squid that's made real stories all one word dot com slash squid and of course you can find it in our meat market at meatmarket.space and also while i'm giving you urls that you have to, to say out to say out loud to yourself to remember to do later it is the end of pod crawl is upon us uh that flop house released their final pod crawl episode on saturday and it was so fun so yeah go to look who's talking go to podcrawl.space to hear their review of look who's talking now uh, Chris, you listened to the TBTL's Look Who's Talking too. I did. They were so fun. It, it's so refreshing to hear people who don't normally consume bad media really, really struggle through it's it. It's so noticeable uh, <laughs> to have us on one side and the Flophouse on the other and have TBTL in the middle because they're not a movie podcast. They're just dudes. And so they... Yeah, Luke and Andrew are like, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're just so like they're yeah. sweating the whole time. Like it was so <laughs> miserable for them, and then to hear the Flophouse be so casual about what's definitely a worse movie. <laughs> yeah, and then it was like, well, it's kind of weird. The dog's talking. Let's do this pun, and it's just amazing how broken we and the Flophouse have become. Like, just, yeah, we're, we're as the Flophouse said, we're all grading on a curve now. It's just the it, our world is so strange, and the TBLTL was a nice way to ground that. And also, they were you know had a lot of really interesting insights. Oh yeah, and everybody approached it. In their own way. I yes. mean, so we did our thing. TBTL definitely, you know, did it in their own way. And the Flophouse took their own spin on it. Yeah, it was um, great fun. At TB or uh, Flophouse also mentioned uh, how cool the pod crawl is as a way for a bunch of shows to get together and still never actually talk. 
So yeah. no crossover at all. It's just three shows reviewing three movies, and so it's related by movie, not by show. And they yeah, and they did. Although we have had uh, all three floppers on the show in the past, and we've had Luke on the show. So really, we just need to get Andrew, and we've got the whole set. That's true. <laughs> we'll let Andrew, yeah. Andrew know he's our collectible, and we need him anyway. So podcrawl.space. Listen to the whole podcrawl. It's so much fun. And yeah. uh, I haven't watched the second two Look Who's Talking movies, and so I don't actually. But I, I didn't. You don't need to have seen the series. Just go listen to the shows, and they're so delightful on their own. Also, TBTL was really mad at us for picking the first one, which has the best rating on like IMDb uh, and Rotten Tomatoes, which we hated. Like it was so bad. It's so much worse than you remember it. But then they were really <laughs> upset that we saved the good one for ourselves. <laughs> so I can only imagine how bad the second one is. Uh, but check that out, and thank you to those shows for spo- for not sponsoring for joining us, and thank you to Sam from uh, Anchorage for sponsoring this episode. Sam, I hope you had a good time, even though we did not have the time you were expecting us to have. Yeah, yeah. it was. I think I respect where you're coming from, Sam, but yeah. I politely disagree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I and I appreciate um. your effort to show us a better prose version of torture. Uh, horror fantasy might just be not for us you know yeah people can stop trying about that anytime I, i'm i'm good <laughs> my like my, my friend sean jordan who's been on the show before as a comic has a great joke about how he loves or he hates sushi and everyone who likes sushi is always like you should try my guy he's the best and he's like if you're the best of the thing i hate i hate you the most <laughs> so this might be what's happening to us and this torture fantasy is that the better you make it, the more uncomfortable we're going to be, I think. Yes. Because yeah. it's just more of that, better of that. So, but good effort, Sam. Thanks for trying. Thanks for playing. No refunds. Uh, all right. We will be back again next week. Well, thanks for being here, uh, as always, uh, at C. Walter Smith. Yeah. And at Ezra Fox. Oh, yeah. Tweet uh, at Ezra Fox with articles about gross things. I'm just, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm done, guys. Turning off I'm notifications. Done. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to click any other links that you send me. <laughs> I've learned my lesson so many times. Uh, well, uh, it's been great talking to you, and I can't wait to do, for our uh, our HBO Sesame Street episode. Oh, that's going to be fun. I would really be interested in talking about that. So. Yeah. Also, thank you so much, Amanda from Skeptic.org. She had to run right before we said goodbye to her, so she's not here to say goodbye. But Amanda, it's obviously so much fun. Um, you're the show's tank, and we appreciate that, <laughs> and we will appreciate that forever. And check out all the great writing on Skeptic.org. We'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Pshh.